Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. You know, when the Ukrainian government told people who would vote not to go to the polls, to me, that was an admission that they knew they were going to lose. Yep, and they did. And I would ask Americans, um, how many Canadians would you kill if Montana and Idaho was full of Canadians who wanted to secede to Canada? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many would you? Because it's not that I, I certainly don't support the invasion of Ukraine, and I certainly am against people dying, even people in uniform. Although I do feel that people in uniform kind of signed up for dying. In the case of Russia, it seems as though there's a lot of people in uniform that didn't necessarily, you know, sign up entirely, whatever. Um, they but, are calling in the reserves yeah, in Russia. Now they are. Um, I don't know about the first go-arounds and, mm-hmm. you know, all this. But, you know, ultimately, if if the United States respected a country that, res, uh, that, that seceded from Great Britain, respected the right of politic, geopolitical entities to secede from other geopolitical entities— not just the ones uh, that are convenient for it and in its foreign right, policy. Politically convenient. But if the United States just supported everybody in making their choices and supported democracy, because this is an area of democracy that I would uh, be on board with. Now, I'm kind of of the opinion that the status quo is worth preserving. So in, in, this, in that sense, I wouldn't just do what Brexit did. I wouldn't do 51%. Oh, was that what they did there? Yeah, yeah it was, wasn't Brexit it? Brexit was 51% and mm-hmm. the dog caught the car. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say that if a supermajority, and I don't know whether that's 60%, 66%, 75%. I think it's generally considered more than two-thirds. More than two-thirds? Like so 66% plus one? Yeah, but 67%. 66.6 plus one, right. whatever. 67%, perfect. Um, 67% of people in a ge- given geographic area with a fair election, mm-hmm. look, it, I mean, is everybody listening to me going to say that every election in the United States history, in their own lifetimes in the United States history, has been fair and just and every vote has been counted? Because I don't believe no. that. I think that's widely uh, disbelieved here in the United States. I'm certain that anybody who understands large numbers understands that there's a level of error. Mark, you've got to be really happy with these numbers that are coming out about the Free State Project in a poll that was conducted by Suffolk University and Boston Globe. And I don't know what... Before the, we go on. I don't know what the other questions were in this poll. All I have is an excerpt of one question from... It appears to be at least 20 questions, this poll, because this is question 20. Uh, and the question is regarding the Free State Project, which, for those that don't know, is a migration of libertarians that has been going on for about 20 years, uh, migrating here to New Hampshire. Before we go on with giving the, uh, the the poll question, I am not a Free State hater. I okay, do not good. hate the Free good. State Project. You just don't think it'll work. I, I think that I'll, I'll explain that in depth as we go on in this hour. What you I call think, yourself a critic. I think a critic project. is a fair term. Okay. Um, I Skeptical? Think I think that more likely what I am is, is that I am providing um, information to those that might be sign up for the Free State Project, to those who have, and that you can choose to listen to me in whatever way you want. Mm-hmm. But I 
am skeptical as to how the Free State Project is currently sort of going on uh, because they'd say, well, we're not a political movement. We're just, uh, you know, just this or just that, right? Like we're just the bus that gets the libertarians from elsewhere to New Hampshire. And then, you know, organizations like the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance spring up. And I think that there are things that New Hampshire Liberty Alliance could do. And I would like them to see them do them. Um, you mean besides what they're already doing, which yes. is rating all 400 state reps, all 24 state senators, rating as many of the roughly thousand pieces of legislation that come out every single year. And they're not quite to the point where they can do all of that, but they're at like probably 70 or 80 percent of them. Uh, you're saying they need to do more? What else yes. do they need to do? The one thing they need to do. And, um, um, you know, I think what they do is amazing. And, and they come I out with voting them. recommendations, too, after they rate the bills. I'm a life member, mm-hmm, me and too. I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but They're one of the most effective pro-liberty organizations in New Hampshire. I, right. Maybe the most effective. And uh, maybe a former president of it will call in tonight. That'd be cool. To talk about something. Okay. Um, he said he would, but we'll see whether that happens sure. or not. Uh, I did ask him. He's a busy guy. Go ahead. The uh, What my thought process on this is, is that we could have a plan. I think that much political capital has been, I'm going to say it, wasted on things like independence, things, you know, fantastic ideas like we're going to tell the federal government to shove it, right? Like things that will never happen. Um, And secession can absolutely happen. It's happened before. It can happen again. Yeah, I just don't think it can. And I wouldn't even support if it did. Credit goes to Caroline McCaughey at the Caroline MC on Twitter for uh, revealing this information about the Free State Project. The Free State Project being the libertarian migration here to New Hampshire, which has been going for close to two decades now. Uh, New Hampshire was chosen as the destination state back in late 2003. So we're about 19 years into this thing at this point. The official move for the Free State Project, meaning that the Free State Project wanted to reach a certain number of signers. It wanted to reach 20,000 people, libertarian types, you know, voluntarists, libertarians, anarchists, people that love liberty, uh, people that believe the maximum role of government should be the protection of life, liberty, and property. I believe that is what the Free State Project's statement of intent right. says. Uh, it basically says, I will move to New Hampshire and do whatever I can within my you know relative means to or maximum you know, available effort to achieve a government that has uh, no more than protection of life, liberty, and property. And so that's been going on. They reached their goal in 2016 of getting to 20,000 signers. It has now been more than five years. So there was that window of time, uh, the Free State Project, you know, they picked some arbitrary number 20 years ago that said, okay, once we reach 20,000, you'll have five years to move. And so we're past that point at this point. It has now been six years since that uh, that number was reached. And I don't know what the official numbers are at the moment. I believe the last I heard they were somewhere in the four or 5,000 range for people that are here in New Hampshire. And I think that counts people that live in New Hampshire that have joined, subsequently joined the Free State Project. Sort of Which, of course, the, the Free State Project is a movement to move people to New Hampshire. So people who already lived here, it's kind of like, you know, fluffing the numbers. Perhaps. But regardless, it's probably at least a few thousand people that have moved here. They say that in 2021, there were at least a thousand people that migrated here as part of the Free State Project. It was the biggest year on record. And of course, a lot of that is thanks to the COVID crackdowns and things that were going on. So there's definitely an influx. There's way more people coming here now than there than I can remember seeing in probably the last five, ten years. So it's it's definitely getting busy. Lots more people are visiting and, and planning to move. It's worth pointing out that many people have moved 
who uh, want to see more freedom, but they don't even entirely know what the Free State Project is, or they chose not to sign up for it, sure. or in a, in a variety of things like There's that. There's people who just moved here because New Hampshire was a free place, or a, a relatively free place. The idea of the Free State Project has been getting out there, especially within the last few months. We have had uh, some campaigns by mostly Democrat candidates and Democrat action uh, groups and such that have been on the attack in a way I have never seen. I mean, I've seen some hit piece flyers here and there. I've had them done about me, for instance, here in uh, in Keene. So, I mean, I've, I'm familiar with the attacks, but it's never been concentrated and as, as widely uh, sown as these are. They've had protests, physical, real-life protests. Most of them only get like three to five people, but the one here in Keene got 30. Uh, and yeah, so, Keene is a, certainly a stronghold of, uh, of Democrats, which yeah. are, for whatever reason, the group that dislikes the Free State Project the most. They're spending tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on attack ads that are being mailed to people's homes in areas in which Free Staters, quote unquote, are on the ballot. They want to alert people. Even the Democrats are trying to alert Republicans to who the Free Staters are on the ballot and trying to dissuade Republicans from supporting free staters. And this is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, really, the people that the Democrats have been fighting against for centuries, going on centuries now, Yeah. suddenly now the Democrats are like, oh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, well, let's bring the old boss back. <laughs> you know? You know, like, I just, because they... And and I remember sitting with Cory Booker's uh, one of his ch- senior ch- uh, staff members on a train one time. We sat and talked for hours. That's a Democrat guy, yeah, okay. uh, senator from um, uh, New Jersey. Okay, and he said he wasn't scared at all of Republicans because mm-hmm. they have a demographics problem. Which they're means dying. They're old. <laughs> and yes. he said that he's deathly afraid of libertarians mm-hmm. because they're philosophically driven. Right. And they can't and thus cannot be stopped. Well, the good news for him is the best libertarians are moving out of New Jersey yes. and they're moving to New Hampshire if they want to actually be effective. And the thing is, uh, even though it's now 20 years into this thing, looks like according to the poll here at the Boston Globe, just over half of the respondents have never heard of the Free State Project. Now, they only interviewed 500 people. It's still a scientifically, you know, statistical study, uh, but it's not the hugest, not the largest. It's not the biggest number, but it's uh, interesting that they did it. Mark, you and I, we migrated here in 2006 from our home state of Florida uh, to make the New second Hampshire. freest place in the world, according to Cato Institutes current, currently to make. And yeah, that's what they say to make New Hampshire uh, our new home. And I've been uh, we've been here since 2006. You've kind of migrated away somewhat. You're back for a visit basically here yep. uh, this week. You came back to Mary, Bonnie and I. And thank that's you correct. for that. But uh, you're living part of the time in Honduras, you're living part of the time in Florida, and you kind of float around to other places. And I'm a legal resident of the U.S. Marianas. Right. right. Uh, So you've had, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a falling out, but uh, you've become more of a skeptic. Disenchanted. That's the right word, with the Free State Project. Is this giving you ammunition to find out that uh, still most people in New Hampshire haven't heard of the Free State Project, but... Of those who have, a plurality seems to find it unfavorable, according to these numbers. And and this appears to be true in almost every category except for the Republicans, where only uh, 1% find it more favorable than those who find it unfavorable. It's 14% of Republican respondents find the Free State Project to be favorable, and 13% say it's unfavorable, with 11% undecided, while a whopping 62% of Republicans have never heard of it. Yeah. 
So, so otherwise, the Democrats and the independents, uh, the plurality find them to find the Free State Project the unfavorable. The Democrats probably have heard of the Free Staters at a much higher rate than the Republicans have, right? A little more. 49% of Democrats have never heard of the Free State Project. So that's still half have. But, but in remember, the of- they're just talking to likely voters. These yeah. aren't activists. Activist Democrats certainly have heard of the Free oh, yeah. State Project, probably 99.9%. But I, what I would say is, is it's interesting how humans look at the bad thing as opposed to the good thing. That's the first thing that I'd say. And and I think that that's um, a way that the Free State Project itself has kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of made a mistake. You know, the, the kind of people that will pick up and move their lives are the kind of people that are angry. Angry at the way things are going in America, and they want a solution to that. And they're willing to, to spend the thousands, maybe tens of thousands, depending on who who they are, uh, to pick up and move from one location to another. I've heard of people that have managed to do it for hundreds of dollars, but there's not a lot of them. Most people are spending thousands in order to do it. And that's a big commitment. It is. And they have to be motivated by something. That's one of the reasons we get some of the best activists here, because you've got to be committed to this idea. It is not an insignificant number of people who die every year knowing the dangers of winter. Mm -hmm. And then you consider the salt damage to the environment, trying to keep the roads clean. You consider the incredible, um, the the carbon damage to the atmosphere by the big old trucks that have to push the snow around. You consider the, uh, just the the tremendous amount of work. These are all reasons why a bunch of pussies will leave New Hampshire and they'll move to Florida. And, and, and the hardcore activists that come to New Hampshire are the best of the best. Because I slipped not the afraid. last day. I uh, slipped the last day that I was in New Hampshire in the winter Sucks, on ice, man. and I'm so glad I'm gone from yeah, it. That's uh, the worst part. I'll give it. I'll give you that. The, the and I have to come back in December, worst. and it stinks. Yeah, I'll give you that. The slipping on the ice is the worst part. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and no so I, I just I think it's fair when you talk about hurricanes and yeah. try to paint Florida as this dangerous place full of it is. They pythons, alligators, alligators and, and hurricanes yeah. that moose attack more people than alligators do, <laughs> and that winter kills more than hurricanes do. Yeah, but you can carry a gun without asking permission here. Um, yeah, you probably, yeah, yeah, that's true. You, you can, can carry a gun without asking permission here. Concealed or open. It's if a state, you're not a felon. It, the states that surround it, though, have recreational marijuana, and New Hampshire hasn't been able to get its butt up off of it um, and, and get that done. So, we need more activists here. We need more people who are willing to do what it takes uh, to make more to freedom To sacrifice happen. their lives, the minutes of their lives, so others can be free. Do the no, opposite of what Ayn Rand said. Um, forget about your own life. That's and, your view It's a, that it's a sacrifice, Mark. And if you want to see it that way, that's fine. I think some of us see it as an investment in the future. I do because t- you got to spend your time on something, and you know if you want to spend your time farming or playing right. video games it's or whatever, it's, you should it's do dirty what you want to do. Because that's not what I believe. What I believe is that working within the political process as it exists is not the most efficient way to get to freedom. And um, I want to be you know I want to be fair and above board on this. Um, but you've you've thrown a couple of low punches here, and I just want to re- react with some a couple of low bo- blows to let you know what it's like. Um, but I really do not believe that. I, I believe that it's only one of the paths. One of the only paths that will work is working within the political system. But I don't think it's the most efficient one. Mm-hmm. And I think the most efficient one is finding a government, some place that currently has sovereignty, rather than talking about we're going to secede from America. 
America. We don't know when. We don't know how. We don't know what it's going to look like, but we're going to do it. <laughs> right? Um, Somebody's got to do it, Mark. Right. It's Honduras is already seceded from America. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's already got its sovereignty. It doesn't have to worry about it. So the best thing to do is to go to some place that because you has, can trust the Honduran politicians. I don't to trust. Honor their agreement. I don't trust any politicians to honor their agreement. Mm-hmm. And I think that you need to create ironclad legal documents. I am of the opinion that if you feel like voting, you should vote, right? Um, if if it if what about f- running for office? Absolutely, sure. Okay, do it. But you're saying it's not very effective. I'm saying that um, here's what I'm saying specifically: that libertarians are an interesting mix of um, left and right. They're a progressive, reactionary group. And that that makes them unlikely to win in a revolution. You look at his, history, and they're just not the sorts that's going to go out there and pick up a pitchfork and a torch and say, "Yeah, we want justice." They're just not that. They're not. They're they're not progressive in that way. They're reactionary uh, to stimuli rather than um, you know proactive. You know the the reason the Soviets won wasn't because there were so many of them, and it wasn't because they were the you know they had the best philosophy. The reasons the Soviets won is because they were the best organized and won they, what the World War Two? No. Um, the, the the Russian rebellion with the whites and the reds and all that stuff. Okay. Um, the reason they Long took over the Soviets didn't win. They took over. Well, uh, indeed, not yeah. against the United States, but they weren't fighting against the United States. They were fighting against the whites, as they called them. Okay. Um, the the white Russians, and of course, the red Russians didn't get themselves a drink. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> the um, but the reason was is because they were they they stuck together like mm. glue. Libertarians don't stick together because their highest priority isn't loyalty. Their highest priority is truth. And if you ask me, well, is Ian right on this subject? Ah, well, you know, I mean, you're my friend and I, um, you know, I'm going to protect you and, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, you're not right on everything. Like you see how I, you know, mm-hmm. right. I'm, I vacillate. I, I, I'm not firm. You know, the, 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 the commie says, He's right, or he's right enough. He's righter than you, and I'll shoot you over him, <laughs> right? And that's how, so that's why revolutions. Yeah, but there was infighting in the communism uh, people as well. After they, were killing they took care of the whites, yeah, then they okay. began shooting the reds. But, yeah, okay. uh, you know, that's when you start shooting your friends, um, <laughs> after you've won the revolution. You can't raise libertarians. Libertarians are forged in the fire of adversity. And if you don't have the fire of adversity, you don't have libertarians. Well, there's plenty of adversity here in New Hampshire, Mark. There's a lot of people that don't like freedom. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't like the free staters, as this poll is going to show here. I, 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 yes, but the the rabbit in the tortoise and the hare, he saw that he was so far ahead of the tortoise, they laid down and took a nap. Mm-hmm. And the tortoise, paid by the state to continue on with what he does every single day. Just a little bit more and a little bit more. Passed up the lickety split rabbit who thought he was ahead. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I'm just saying just because you're 1% penetration today mm-hmm. and um, 1.1% t- penetration tomorrow, 1.2% penetration the next day doesn't mean that the day after that you're going to be one3 right? That mm-hmm. um, that nothing is linear and that's not how conflict works. And you're in conflict with the state. Make no bones about it. Um, and that the other alternative to me is to go find a sovereign entity and offer value for value, come to an agreement and make that agreement as ironclad as it can possibly be. 
and try this probably a few times because mm-hmm. there's probably going to be some failures surrounding it. Sure. Um, there's certainly, but the Free State Project certainly has had uh, some failures in its 15 years of existence. Mm-hmm. So, you know, give some time and some fairness to the other um, the other side, and we'll see whether or not these ideas work out. But it's my belief, having just sat in on a conference call this week, that the freest place in the world is going to pop up in the relatively near future, in weeks, and I'll be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's what I'm hoping to be the case. But, um, you know, currently, right now, there's... Uh, Prospera.hn. That's yeah, the website. Yeah, we've been paying attention to There's that. Uh, City. their, their uh, social media, and I'm interested in seeing what happens. I know right now Prospera is in a fight for their life uh, because the Honduran government has voted unanimously this year to abolish the special economic zone laws. Now, they do have to vote again on it apparently in 2023, but they did it unanimously this year, so it's hard to be optimistic that anything significant is going to change between now and then. But who knows? Maybe they'll pay off a whole bunch of Honduran well, government Let me ask you a question, though. So um, the whole thing could fall apart, but they are going to fight it. They've got their lawyers, and you know, and I, I hope it works out. I really do. I mean, it would be great if they could carve out a, a freer place for people to work and, and to live. And, and that's what I understand they're trying to do. But again, you didn't join them for some reason. You're looking for something else. How did Chris Sununu do in this poll? Is he going to win? Uh, according to the poll, he will be winning. Okay. Uh, what's... That is the current governor of New Hampshire, for listeners that do not know that name. Yes. Why do you care? I just like him. Why? Eh, he's, he's a politician. He's a scumbag. I he told people they had to wear masks and stuff like that. I lived through a uh, more than a decade of Democratic leadership in the state of New Hampshire. I watched them stop uh, good bill after good bill, and he signed a few, and it makes me happy. Yeah, but he's also a tyrant. Yeah, I mean, we can give him some credit for signing some things that you know weren't terrible and and he has stopped some of the gun you know some of the worst gun laws or whatever so i mean to his credit so he's already gone through the primary is that correct oh yeah yeah he still won the primary so he is the republican candidate for governor correct yeah he got through the primary with 80 so the option if he loses is the democrat is that correct well, there's also a libertarian, maybe even two libertarians in the race for governor. So the libertarian year. vote will be split in half, and therefore yeah. the Republican will definitely, definitely win. Not that, the, not that there was really any question that the Republican was going to win anyway, um, or the Democrat will, right? There's so your real that, choice yeah. is voting for a Republican or voting for a Democrat. Now, I'll vote well, for the Republican in that circumstance. That's, in- that's the third uh, – what do they call that? That's, uh, I forget what the, the term for that is, but – you know, if you actually believe in liberty, you should vote for the libertarian. And in fact, there's going to be a lot of people. I didn't say that you shouldn't vote for them. I said that they were going to win, right? Like, I don't get to vote in the New Hampshire election, mm-hmm. but I can still root for whom I wish. In sure, fact, I could live here. You want. The guy's still a tyrant. I could vote for the libertarian, which I would because I understand mathematics, but I can still root for Chris Sununu to win. He may still be the lesser tyrant, Mark, compared to the other tyrant that's running, but he and is I a tyrant. Will take, I will take the tyrant that gives me two lashes he's not to the a cool tyrant guy. that gives me four lashes. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but he's not a cool guy. He had people arrested outside of his house for having a peaceful candlelight vigil. And I know how much that bothers you. That doesn't bother you? Not particularly. Peaceful people with 
candles. They didn't even have a chance to get the candles out before the goon squad descended upon them. I know how the state ticketed. works. The state's and an arrested. organization of violence. If you go and uh, you know dance in front of its jaws, expect problems. And this is a reason why you should leave New Hampshire, Mark, because you don't appreciate good activism. You don't stand up for uh, good activists who are doing the right thing, and you actually say the guy who arrests these people, including seven people who were at a meeting peacefully where he was having a meeting to accept $27 million in federal funds to pimp COVID vaccines here in New Hampshire. He had people that, I don't know if you know them, but some of us know them, arrested for doing absolutely nothing. When it comes to Democrats, it's actually uh, more than half have heard of it. So 49% have not heard of it. 6% of Democrats who responded said they have a favorable opinion of the Free State Project, while 36%... That's the six uh, Liberty reps that are running as Democrats. Uh, 30, it was only 500-person survey, Mark, but uh, 36% of Democrats have an unfavorable opinion, and 9% are not sure what they think. Uh, Republicans are split a little closer with 14% favorable, 13% unfavorable, 11% don't have an opinion. And then uh, independents are a little closer to the Democrats with 10% favorable, 27% unfavorable, and 19%, a much larger chunk, uh, undecided. How many do we know? How many Democrats there were versus how many independents there were? We do. Yeah, there were uh, roughly a hundred and eight. Well, there were one hundred and eighty-eight independents, one hundred and fifty-two Dems, and one hundred forty-nine okay. Republicans. Yeah, I was curious because this is one of those things that can go. Because I would think that you would be more likely to see uh, a bolt like two hundred and fifty independents. 125 Dems and 125 Republicans in this, but apparently uh, the independents are not quite as highly No, the independents here in New Hampshire are the plurality of the voters. They are not yeah. the majority of the voters. Okay. So there are more independents than there are Democrats, and there are more independents than there are Republicans, but there are not more independents than there are Democrats and Republicans combined. So this seems about right as far as the distribution is concerned. Uh, so those are the kind of the, the breakdowns on the parties. The other thing that I thought was interesting here was when you look at the people who've never heard of this, interestingly, more independents have heard of the Free State Project than Republicans or Democrats. It's uh, 44% say they've never heard of it. Those are the independents who say right. they've never heard of it. 49% of Democrats say they've never heard of it. And 62% of Republicans say they've never heard of the Free State Project. I'm not surprised with the Republican numbers. Now, I, 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 you didn't ask me what I thought ahead of time, so I, I don't want to sound too, too much like a know-it-all. But um, the, the, you're more likely to hear of your enemies than mm-hmm. your friends. Now, they didn't separate the West from the North. They kept them together, which is a huge discrepancy. So, so they did it by uh, congressional district. Perhaps, uh, the, perhaps. The congressional district is basically the West and the North. But they also broke out Hillsborough County, Rockingham County, which are the, interesting, interesting. some of this more central and eastern So they uh, just counties. took the, the, more, the, the less populated areas and called them all one thing. They did West, North, Central, CTRL. Hillsborough and Rockingham. So they had okay. four different geographical regions. And Rockingham has what town in it? Is that where Portsmouth is? I think that's the seacoast. Okay. I'm not 100% sure on that. There's only 10 counties in New Hampshire, so there's not a whole lot uh, to uh, to calculate. But So we were looking at the numbers of people who uh, had never heard of the Free State Project. And the area in which the most people have heard of the Free State Project is the west and the north. Okay. Like a significant 
number more. So uh, 35% had never heard of the Free State Project out here. And so we're talking about 65% who had heard of the Free State Project compared to in the other areas, 58% never heard in the Central, 55 in Hillsborough, 54 in Rockingham. So relatively similar in the rest of the areas of the state, but a lot more had heard of it out here. So, of course, then the question becomes, well, given that so many more people in this area had heard of it, are there favorable, unfavorable you know, percentages significantly different and I would guess not, more unfavorable. Not so much. No, uh, there is some more unfavorable, but there's also some more favorable. My thought was that um, that you'd see uh, less favorability in the West and more favorability in the North. That's probably true. Uh, but uh, but of those who had heard of us, twelve percent said they were favorable towards the Free State Project, whereas in the other areas it was seven percent, thirteen percent, seven and nine percent. So generally more people were favorable towards it, and also generally more people were unfavorable towards it. So, so pe- more people were making up their minds. 33% said they were unfavorable, uh, whereas in the other areas it's 24, 23, 23, and, and, tw- and uh, yeah, 24, 23, and 23. So, uh, but also at the same time, more people were also undecided as well. So 20%... Here we're undecided. But they've heard about you, so undecided. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's, uh, to me, I, I don't even know how I would answer this if I uh, if I got the call. You know, mm-hmm. I would probably say favorable. Just, but I mean, geez, uh, I, there's there's good and bad that goes with the Free State Project. Of course, you know? of course there are. I mean, obviously, we would love for the, the numbers to be reversed because, I mean, who doesn't want to be liked? Sure. But people who are trying to change things are inevitably going to find a lot of resistance there are going to be people who do es- not appreciate especially that. people who are are by definition the outsider mm-hmm. right yeah. like flatlanders there's, there's in group and out group uh dynamics within the human primate and that's just the way it is so when you go to a place like the free staters have mm-hmm. and um you know more or less it's a declaration that hey dummies i'm here to fix your system, let the applause begin. Let the fanfare begin. Fire off the fireworks. Your savior is here, right? Like there's, there's a lot of that that kind of goes on, you know. And free staters, eh, they're bulls in a china shop, or have been historically. There's certainly some things that can be pointed at. Um, I'm not saying every free stater by any stretch. As a matter of fact, 99% of free staters are probably, um, you know, un recognizable and uninteresting to your average grand estater, but that 1% is loud enough. You, you're in that 1% again. Mm-hmm. Um, loud enough and interesting enough that, you know, they get a lot of news items. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, and a lot of people are opinionated There about appears it. to be a blog here called New Hampshire Journal, which is centered entirely around getting you thrown to prison. Um, you know? <laughs> I haven't seen that. New Hampshire uh, Journal? I, I mean, I've seen their reporting. I yes. don't know if I agree that it's surrounding i think that they're riding on your wave in many ways um you know they know that you're a divisive figure um and for them they should do whatever they can to get some uh, eyes on their articles yep if they think it's going to work for them to write about me then that's great i uh, I actually do interviews with one of the reporters there on a regular basis so yeah i mean whatever i don't care about that uh so anyway back to the question about the free state project because it's not about me i'm just one of many uh people who have who've migrated here and uh, yes i am somewhat visible but 
Uh, there's a lot of other people who are doing a lot more to work inside the system and, and actually change things. We live in Keene, New Hampshire, where we know we have no chance of winning any uh, elections out here. So we've just you know, been doing things like civil disobedience and Bitcoin-related activism, economic. We've been focus- focusing more on uh, the economic side of things in recent years here in, in Keene and have uh, turned Keene to one of the, the top Bitcoin destinations. So our activism, there's no doubt, has been quite successful uh, and and again, the Free State Project doesn't market itself actively within New Hampshire. So the Free State Project is only interested in recruiting libertarians to migrate to New Hampshire. And look, as you pointed out, Mark, a lot of the people that move here are not free staters. There's a bunch of state reps on Twitter that complain every single day about free staters. They, it is their thing now to, yep. to caterwaul about how terrible the Free State Project is, and they're talking about, oh, they've come here to do this. And Well, so did y'all. Most of these leftist legislators were not born here in New Hampshire. Every single time somebody checks, they weren't born here in New Hampshire. Yeah. And they're talking about how you know, Free Staters are an invasive species. As if species. where you're born should matter, but it does. And that's kind of the thing is, is that, um, you know, this is the this is the hypocrisy that goes into this. Um, you know, if you're complaining about free staters, you're complaining about people who have picked up and moved and gotten involved in the political process. Some of them had to be convinced, by the way. It's not like they mm-hmm. all of them picked up and moved to be involved in the political process. Uh, many of them had to be convinced to do so. And what's the difference between them and you? Mm. They love the state. Yeah, right. Um, you know, they're here to protect the teachers unions. Well, um, the free staters are here to protect the New Hampshire way of life. So yep. I, mean, I can make all the arguments. It's just that I what I I understand humans, right? Like humans are much more uh, instinct and emotion than they are logic. And speaking logic to a person who's not feeling logical generally doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um a la Sam Harris. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just not going to, you know, it's probably not going to have the result that you want to have. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to appeal to that visceral, emotional sure. thing when they, in fact, are the same hypocrite. But the people who sure. are here really want to hear this, they don't care, right? Like, welcome to people who want to support me. But what you have to remember, people who want these Democrats to come, is that um, you know, the Repu- there's Republicans and Libertarians that want li- li- Republicans and Libertarians here. Mm-hmm. So, well, and the numbers show that at least in 20, I think it was 2021, uh, the Republican New Hampshire Republican Party published some numbers that came from the Secretary of State's office. So these are the elections people. These are the people that deal with, you know, who got registered to vote and who who died, you know, remo- removing people from the voters rolls, mm-hmm. things like that. That's the, the things that the, those folks deal with. Uh, and they they ran the numbers as to who in the year 2021 signed up to vote. Because, right? okay. you know, you can vote in New Hampshire, unlike a lot of states, you can go to the polls on voting day. day and you, can, you can sign up to vote right then and vote right then. So how many people over the year of 2021 signed up to vote? Turns out it was mostly Republicans. And it turns out the more educated, quote unquote, which, of course, means just the more years you spend in government indoctrination, that uh, that you are in New Hampshire, if you're a likely voter, the less favorable you are towards the Free State Project. Forty percent of college graduates 
are against the Free State Project. They are they find it unfavorable. Forty percent also have never heard of it. Eleven percent found it favorable, and nine percent were undecided of college graduates. When you go to master's degree, PhD, so a higher level of college, it gets worse. No, it's actually not worse. It's thirty-five percent that are unfavorable. I see. Uh, in that particular case, actually, a couple more percentage of master's degree people favor it, with thirteen percent there. Um, and when it comes to income, if you have a higher income, you might be a little bit more unfavorable towards uh, the Free State Project, according to these numbers. Union people, more unfavorable, with 40% unfavorable compared to 23% that are not union Shouldn't members. the Democrat types appreciate people using the democratic system as it exists? No, as it to... turns out, they really don't. Oh, no, okay. No, and for all the Democrats that talk about immigration as though they care about immigration... They don't want to see free staters immigrating. Yeah, they just want to see Democrats immigrating. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Uh, so, again, if you want to weigh in here, the number is 603-283-6160. Ultimately, what matters is whether or not the free staters are effective. And they are effective. And one of the reasons why you touched on it, Mark, without I don't think we didn't expand on this. And, and as you said, you're a critic of the Free State Project. But even you can acknowledge that the Republican Party in New Hampshire, is literally dying of old age. Yeah. I mean, you've been to the meetings. You've seen it, right? Sure. I think that's probably true everywhere, but yeah. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But it is definitely true here in Cheshire County, New Hampshire, where yeah. if somebody walks into that meeting that's under the age of 50, they they do all but put on the party hats and start celebrating. Well, until they realize it's a free stater and they don't want to say the Pledge of Allegiance. I, I get that. I get that. But they, <laughs> they, you know, they, they really are happy when somebody who's under retirement age shows up to one of their, their meetings, because that's how old these people are. And I've never been to one of the Democrat meetings, but I bet you they're not that different. I certainly was at the uh, the protest. They had a protest here that the Cheshire County Democrats put together. This was specifically an anti-free state project protest Man, that they put together with 30 people, at least that I counted, attending. And almost every one of them was probably over the age of 60. There were two younger guys that were straight out of the Communist Party that were there. Yeah. And that was it. Everybody else was white hair, elderly folks. So the political parties here in New Hampshire are aging, and that is a weakness for them. So if you were trying to go against climate change, rather than convincing somebody um, of that uh, sort of thing, you know, just work, get, giving money to politicians and politicians. lobbying, that works. Now, I don't mm-hmm. think that works as well in New Hampshire because lobbyists just aren't as effective here. Well, there's 400 state reps, so you'd have to buy a hell of a lot more uh, people if that's what you were going to try to do, and which I don't also, recommend you do. They're also... Um, you know, not lo- the lawyer industrial complex here. Correct. They're they get paid a hundred dollars. They're mostly they're basically volunteers. They're glorified yeah. volunteers that get a gas stipend essentially, and that's that's about it. Uh, so there's no doubt that the Free State Project has been successful electorally. There's no one in the Free State Project who believes the Free State Project is in charge of anything in the state house. But the Democrats sure want you to think that's the case. Mm. Their propaganda that they've been pu- pu- just, I mean, pushing out there over the last few months in this election season has been alleging that the Free State Project controls the Republican Party, that the Free State Project essentially controls the state house. I mean, there's all kinds of just ridiculous statements these people are making. There's no doubt that, that the Free State Project has been successful. I mean, the House Majority uh, Leader is a migrant. He is 
Jason Osborne, who is a former sponsor here on Free Talk Live. He's a Free State Project early mover. So, I mean, there there have been some successes. A lot of the uh, the Free Staters that are in the State House, some of them are heads of committees, right? So they've they've moved into influential roles within the Republican Party and within the State House, and that you can't take that away from them. But they're still not the majority. I mean, Free Staters are maybe 40, 40 out of four hundred, maybe ten percent. Now that is enough. That's to swing Free a Staters, vote. but there are people that um, I think in the same article that I read, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, mm-hmm. um, A and B rated reps. Well, that's most of the Republicans at that point, right? And um, I think it was at. I think but was they're not libertarians. A hundred. Of yes, the 400? Most of the Republicans. Most of the Republicans are A and B rated. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that I don't know if it was most, but okay. B rated does not mean you're a libertarian. It just means you vote more often than you don't with the libertarians. Well, so, I mean, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take it too, but I'm not going to call and them libertarians. I'm not going to call them free staters. We have, um, my prediction in the last minute here. My prediction is the Free State Project, or you know, libertarians in New Hampshire, let's use that terminology, will be successful in rolling back the state to some extent. We actually have a gentleman on the line who is one of those state representatives. We talked about how there's a few dozen state reps that are uh, free staters, so-called, people who migrated here for more liberty. His name is Keith Ammon. He's uh, formerly, I believe, one of the directors of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. And I, I believe, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say you were probably an A-plus rated rep uh, on the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance ratings, uh, if not this year, uh, previous years. Keith, uh, welcome to Free Talk Live. Hey, thanks for having me. You'll always be the pres- yeah, was- president of the NHLA to me, Keith. <laughs> thank you, Mark. <laughs> hey, and congratulations to Ian. I heard you got married. Yeah, thank you uh, very much. I uh, appreciate that. This is a setup call. You didn't just happen to hear the conversation about the Free State Project and, and call in. Mark, you had asked Keith to call in specifically about a thing. But while we have you here, Keith, I do want to get your opinion. Have you heard anything about this poll that we that I mentioned a moment ago where it shows you know how many people in New Hampshire know about the Free State Project and are favorable or unfavorable towards it? Yeah, I saw something briefly earlier on Twitter. I didn't see the breakdown, but I suspect that, uh, you know, it's uh, angry Democrats who are filling out that uh, number of unfavorables because they see how effective we are in the state house and, uh, you know, working with Republicans and other allies. Certainly the Democrats are more highly represented in the unfavorable column. Are they on the attack against you? I had mentioned that there's a huge push against the Free State Project by the Democrats, these sort of established Democrats. They're spending tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands these, of dollars. From out yeah. of state, uh, you know, yeah. these Lots political activists that come from out of state in order to <laughs> act within the political process are angry right. that people have come from out of state to act within the political process. Are they targeting you specifically this election? They have, they have many times in the past until the point I just run – ads that say, hey, I moved here for the Free State Project. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's basically a billboard on the Internet advertising New Hampshire as the place where people care about freedom. You know? I've always and, felt uh, that way, too, when they come out with yeah. I know that Granite State Progress is one of these anti-freedom groups here in New Hampshire, also run by. They actually had a, a meeting a couple of years ago in my town and attacking me and another uh, yeah. person in town. So the whole meeting was about how Keith Diamond was a dangerous person living in <laughs> in town and, and, and full of lies the, like they'll say yeah, anything they crazy. can get away with totally yeah totally. I, I heard recently one of these meetings that they, they're still having things like this where they're just bad mouthing every free stater in the in you know within earshot uh they they accused carla garrick of being a racist or something like that 
There's all this yeah. this sort of anti New Hampshire messaging out there. Does that work those in Texas? Because the, the leftists are going moving from California to Texas. What do you think, Keith? Well, they moved to like Austin. They moved to like you know places where. You know, I don't think they're going to turn Texas blue, if that's what you mean. But they, no, they'll make they another big blue dot in it, though, uh, Dallas and Austin. Yeah, they will. You know, so I think it was Andrew Breitbart that said, I, I believe, that uh, politics is downstream from culture. But it's really yeah. like a, a loop. It's really they feed off of each other. Right. So you can affect culture a lot by, uh, you know, changing policy at the state level. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's. You know, that, that's kind of the point. Yeah. I also think that uh, when, when you say that Republicans and Libertarians are natural allies on the state in level. In New Hampshire. Well, I, on the state yeah, level, yeah. I think is is probably. But also the, in New Hampshire, because and I think, Keith, you're about to say something about that, right? Aren't the Republicans here just sort of naturally more libertarian than elsewhere? Right. So you, you really have to distinguish between the national Republican brands, which is one thing. You know, and to me, that's more like George Bush invading Iraq. You know, that, that's uh, maybe that makes me old. But mm-hmm. at the state level, Republicans are much more naturally, you know, leave me alone uh, types. And so New Hampshire Republicans is a whole different breed and brand than national Republicans. And I think that's been that way for a long time. Yeah, even before the Free State Project, because I remember it was, I think, really early on in the, the migration here that it was Republican state representatives who made the difference on voting uh, when it came to gay marriage being a, a thing here it's in true. New Hampshire. I remember it was, that. Yeah. It was Republicans who made that happen. Here. Made it happen. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, so yeah. Keith, you called tonight to speak specifically to an issue of sort of national import. What was it? Yeah, so it's very interesting. Um, being a political nerd, you know, I pay attention to uh, a lot of things that maybe other people are too busy leading a normal life uh, to pay attention to. But we need in that. New Hampshire, we have this. Yeah, we have this thing called the first of the nation primary, and it, you know, it, it uh, New Hampshire adopted some laws a uh, hundred years ago to kind of cement our place as the first primary to happen for the presidential election. Um, and there's a chance, there's a real chance that after the general election in November, because the Democrat Party delayed their decision, that the Democrats might um, either dilute, they might have other states go at the same time, or they may uh, you know, bump New Hampshire down the line. What term are you on right now, Keith? I'm, <laughs> I'm actually running, I was talking to my wife about this today, I'm running for the fifth time uh, in wow. an election. Uh, this will be my fourth term if I if I win. So I, I seventy five percent win record. All right, nice so far. And uh, you were getting into talking about this uh, first in the nation primary. Ah, you know that's that's pretty much all that a lot of people even know about yeah, New Hampshire. It's one of the things that sets New Hampshire apart. Um, Most is, people is don't that, know where we're located, but they've heard that there's a and, first in the nation primary. And the fact is, this is not even the first vote. You know, Iowa caucuses before mm-hmm. New Hampshire, but people, the branding is so strong with the first in the nation primary. You know, asterisk um, that uh, you know that's what people know. They know New Hampshire's first. But apparently, there's some talk amongst the Democrats about no longer being first. 
first in the nation. And I guess what I don't understand is I'd always heard that there was an actual statute, that New Hampshire has it in its statutes, that it must be the first in the nation primary. So how could the Democrats change that without being in charge of the statehouse? Yeah, it's very interesting. Just a, just a quick word on the Iowa caucuses. I don't know if you remember in 2020, the caucuses were so like fouled up because they released some kind of new app and the app screwed up all the data. Uh, and uh, one of their um, one of their party uh, state party leaders had to resign over it. Well, yeah, I remember that. The New, ha- the New Hampshire Democrats hired him to, uh, <laughs> to work <here>. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and there's actually uh, recently they they messed up a mailing in New Hampshire, and the Republicans are are they they took them to the uh, the federal election commission over it. Right, um, and they didn't mess and, it up. They lied. Um, you know, like yeah, the, the thing the they same, said the looks is a remarkably strange mistake. Right, and, and the same person who messed up the Iowa caucuses was involved. God, <laughs> wow, <laughs> so, pretty funny. Um, yeah, so. Good question. How, if we have a state law, how can they do anything about it? Uh, there's something called the Rules and Bylaws Committee. You know, all these boards have uh, committees and meetings and bylaws, and they, they meet and they spend hours talking over every jot and tittle. Um, so they've been doing that, the Rules and Bylaws Committee, uh, to look at adjusting their calendar for which state goes when in the Democratic primaries. And I believe it was back in August 5th. Uh, and this is on YouTube. You can go watch it. Just to clarify, this is a national committee of Democrats? This is for the, nas- the DNC, okay. right? the Democrat okay. National Committee. They changed their bylaws to say that if a candidate is on the ballot in a state that isn't following the calendar, and keep in mind, they delayed setting the calendar until after the general election. So it has not um, yet if, been made. The calendar has not been determined but they did change their bylaws to say that if a candidate's name is on the ballot in a state uh, that's not following their, their calendar, their dictated calendar, that that candidate will be sanctioned. So nationally, the, the conversation is all about what you look like, who you sleep with, right. what your gender is, right? And that's all they, they fixate on that more than anything else. And what's been happening is because New Hampshire's demographics We'll say that they're they're monochrome demographics, right? Um, I think it's like 93% uh, Caucasian in New Hampshire. You know, that's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a that fact. is to Democrats. It's just a fact. <laughs> you know? to, to Democrats, it's a huge thing, right? So there's an there's like um, this element of diversity is the most important thing. That's, hmm. that's seeping into it and it's kind of bubbling to the surface right now so interesting what's really interesting for for democrats within new hampshire they're at odds with the conversation nationally sure um they, they have to defend new hampshire voters are who they have to you know court to vote for them but they're not good enough uh for the national party <laughs> to decide who the president is first right so it, wow. it creates this like interesting tension uh between 
Democrats in the other 49 states. That is interesting. So on this first in the nation, if uh, if the Democratic Party tells the Democratic uh, candidates not to run, they likely in New Hampshire, they likely won't, even though the primary will be dictated by the state of New Hampshire. Um, it'll just basically be unattended. We may literally see Vermin Supreme win the Democratic primary in New Hampshire if that happens. Right. Something to that effect <laughs> may very well occur. I mean, likely the Democratic voters will go and they'll vote, but there just won't be the the points that go on the scoreboard at that time for the uh, the Democratic candidates. Um, you know, they'll just you know something else will happen. Right, and it remains to be seen. But the clue that we have is back in the, the August meeting of the Rules and Bylaws Committee. They they changed the rules to say that if you're a candidate and you're in this, you know, if you're on the ballot in a state that's not in our calendar, then then you'll be sanctioned. But we don't know so, at this point what that calendar looks like and whether New Hampshire's on don't. it. If they do decide to sort of decertify the, uh, the the New Hampshire primary, then they're essentially giving the leftists, the hardest leftists, another reason to leave New Hampshire at that point. Because if these people want to be counted within their precious you know, mother organization at the national level, then they're going to have to go somewhere else, right? Right. I mean, how big of a deal is the primary in Vermont? You know, that's... That's what it would amount to, uh, you know, we're a similar size state. But at least they'd be counted in some other state, right? Like then they would, you know, in theory have a say. Yeah, I think that there's some political activists, it's certainly true with libertarians, that some political activists come to New Hampshire to door knock for their apparatus Mm -hmm. and say, you know what? I like it here. Yeah. You know, they're trying to get the people elected, but then they're like, you know, I like it here in this this feeds something that's important to me, the first in the nation thing, and I think I'm going to make a life here. And that happens with libertarians all the time, sure. and it probably thus happens with Republicans and Democrats to some extent. I don't know how much, but it probably happens. So none of those people will be coming here if they decertify New Hampshire for primary status. Right. And New Hampshire is just, last I saw, just barely growing as a state. So, you know, dozens of people actually is a number of of significance. Well, and it's mostly growing Republican, according to the numbers that have come out, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, So let's say, here's my question, Keith. Do you think that they're waiting until after this election to kind of take the temperature of New Hampshire to see, you know, how well New Hampshire Democrats do this election and say, all right, well, they held out pretty good. It looks like we got a good base. Maybe we'll stick with it. Or if the Democrats get just, you know, smashed uh, at the elections uh, this year and, and the last time around, the Republicans almost cleaned house statewide. The Republicans got the governor's seat uh, again. They got the uh, the majority of both the Senate and the, the state uh, the state house. So do you think that's what they're waiting on? Uh, very certainly could be. There's a state law. It's 354-A uh, colon 1. And it declares that the practices of discrimination against any of our inhabitants because of age, sex, gender, identity, race, creed, color, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so what's happening is the Free State Project has a creed. It is a creed, and they're being discriminated for it. And then I would point people to go to Part A, uh, 14 here. Let me go down real quick. And uh, one second. When you say the creed, you're talking about the idea that government should – uh, so they have the, what they call the statement of intent, which is that free staters believe that the maximum role of government 
should be the protection of life, liberty, and property. And that's the maximum role. Of course, you can also Correct. believe that government shouldn't exist and also be a free state. As far as uh, discrimination goes, uh, Ian, you and I went to look at a piece of property one time. Mm, yeah. And yeah. we made an offer on that piece of property. And that offer was turned down based on the fact that we were free staters, more or less. Yeah, we found that out. So, so there's a section in here. It's a little bit below A14 where I, I just got to. And discrimination on housing so you guys should check out this whole chapter uh but a14 is interference coercion or intimidation it's a civil rights violation to coerce intimidate threaten or interfere with any person in the exercise or enjoyment of or on account of his or her having exercised or enjoyed or on account of his or her having aided or encouraged any other person in the exercise or enjoyment of any right granted or protected by this subdivision, which would be... All right, what does that mean? I'm, I'm getting lost in the legalese. It means that when they when Sununu went after some people who were just sitting in this uh, this room, uh, this political this room of political rally... No, 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 no. This has to do Those with are mostly natives. state project yeah. getting attacked by the Democrat Party and all these, all these people putting out these attack ads about free staters... Mm-hmm. Um, it's attacking their creed and it's violating, you know, it's intimidation and coercion and it's violating their rights to express themselves in this state freely with, without. Well, I welcome uh, it. I, that's I an interesting point. And yeah. I think that uh, it should be interesting if you're, are you going to litigate this? I can't. I'm not a free stater, but other free staters could. There's, you know, penalties and there's $10,000 fines and all this stuff. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.